not bragging, and I'm not picking on the guys out there, but I'm going to just share something with you. Some of your pictures, oh, my God. Okay, what were you thinking? You're showing me your triple chin. I don't want to see your boobies. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. It's so, so true. I'm the storyteller, dropping the realness from my experience. HLS in the building, me and boundaries, we ain't never been friends. Yeah, it's the logical genius. I don't think you're ready for this knowledge I'm about to drop. You are now listening to My Five Cents. My Five Cents. My Five Cents Podcast. All right. And welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the My Five Cents Podcast. Oh, fellas, we've been doing this thing for a little bit. I think we've gone completely international. We've gone completely international. We have. We put up on the Instagram because we don't brag on ourselves about some of the rankings that we've achieved. Bermuda, shout out to my Bermudians out there. Once again, our Filipinos, definitely fat shout out. But we could add two more to the list. We ended up getting rankings over in Singapore. So Shout out to Singapore. Shout out to Singapore. And then to South Africa. So Shout out to South Africa. People don't believe us in the United States, but internationally, we are known. Internationally, people. Oh, my goodness. So, HLS, I do have a question for you. What's up? It's been a few. I haven't heard any talk about sliding in your DM. What's going on? Love hurts. What's happening here? <laughs> it's been slow. It's been slow. It's been slow lately. Uh, but it's going to pick back up soon, I'm sure. I'm okay. Sure. It's holiday season. Everyone wants to shout out to HLS during holiday season. Okay, okay. So no sliding in the DMs, and we may need some support. So we have the perfect guest to help us with that support. This person is the founder of True Love Knots, a program she spe- she created specifically to help those looking for love later in life. HLS, an ordained <laughs> minister. Much later. And, and highly sought after professional speaker. She has performed over 3,000 marriages. More importantly, she knows how difficult starting over can be from her deeply personal experience. After being married to the love of her life for 33 years, her husband passed away, and she suddenly went from the perfect plus one to just one. Life changed forever for Maria and she was left to pick up the pieces of her life. And she is here to help us pick the pieces for my listeners, your listeners, our listeners out there. Please welcome to the show, Maria Romano. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey Maria, what's up? Thank you for being on. Virtual kisses, virtual hugs, (laughs) high five, and you guess what? You're not going to catch anything from me. Oh gosh! Okay, that just went out for a second. Yeah, so that's that. that, that that's one of the better things. So you've got to give him the backstory that we met at the podcast. Yes, 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 yes. So how we got here together today is, I was at one of the breakout sessions at the podcast movement in Las Vegas, and right behind me, directly behind me, the lovely Maria Romano was sitting there. And we ended up having some chit chat, had this heavy belt on me. And she was probably like, what the heck are you doing walking around with this belt? belt. Not Not the the belt. belt. Like, why do you got the belt out? 
and we had a little bit of a conversation and she reached out and we are here today because of that right there is that how you remember it maria what was your yeah, perspective said, on it no i remember i said oh just let me give him my card list and this is what it's all about is networking mm -hmm. right yes. same thing with dating it's networking that's all it is and i figured what, what have i got to lose that belt was interesting. It looked like a heavyweight, like a championship belt. I mean, it must have weighed you down. I got them shoulders. I can handle that. You know, for these other guys, they might have struggled with it. But for me, I got I got the shoulders. It's all. He wears the belt. I wear the crown. That's how it works. You wear the crown. Okay. Nice one. Nice one. Very good. I think that might have been one of your best ones there, Logic. I think it is the best one. It's always best. Everything that's best for me. So, so I have a question. Wait, I have to ask you something. So HLS, sure. so you're looking for love? Is that why they're teasing you? Always. Well, let, let's be clear. <laughs> yes. Let, let's, yeah, let's be clear because we want no trouble. Yeah, yeah. no trouble. I, I, I don't look for love. Love finds me. <laughs> I just want to Okay, he's already fine. He's already, forget that trouble talk. Forget the trouble <laughs> talk. He already found trouble. You try to save him. Yeah, no, but, but these guys tease me. It's, it's, part of, it's part of their, they have nothing else better to do besides find a way to to get at me it's just our banter don't pay any mind to it no okay i thought maybe you were the single one in the group so we can talk i can no all, it can help all, you out I'll, I'll put i'll put the group business industry all of us are are attached yes okay that's we are. nice we are. and that's yeah. great Happily attached. Happily attached. Yes, everybody's yeah. happy. We all happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody's yeah. happy. Everybody's never, happy. Never been sad a day of my life in this relationship. Not once. Yeah. Not one sad day. But we'll we'll talk off camera. <laughs> so Maria, let me start you off with uh, our warm-up question, which is what is your superpower and how has it assisted you in your journey? Well, you know what I think? It's interesting that you asked that question because I think what my superpower is, is I feel that I have intuition to really read and look into people, okay? Especially people that come to me that are looking to get married. They're, I feel like their hearts are open and I'm able to read them. But also at the same time, because of my life experiences, because guys, I am like much, much, much older than you. All of you a lot older. I think as you go through life, you have you develop a wisdom and an innate ability to read people, just depending upon their circumstances. And today, I, there's a lot of people out there that are lonely. So that's what I think my superpower is, helping people get over that loneliness and recognize that you're really never alone. So to piggyback off of that, you talk about reading people. In the way the world is set up with kind of these virtual social media dating apps, how do you keep that capability to be able to read people when you're in a digital space where you could potentially be catfished? Well, you know, it's interesting. I call that digital marketing. That's what you're doing. You're okay. marketing yourself okay. on a digital, right? digital platform. And I am single. I've been a widow for 11 years and I'm back in the dating world. And it's interesting because you have to be able to read through the profiles that you're seeing. And not for anything, and I'm not picking on the guys out there, but I'm going to just share something with you. Some of your pictures, oh, my God. <laughs> what were you thinking? You're showing me your triple chin. Oh. I don't want to see your boobies. Oh, okay? that's all they're showing you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about other things. <laughs> Seriously. But, but you know what? That's what you have to weed through. And some people are probably fabulous. Mm -hmm. But they need to remember that just like a resume, 
So is your dating profile. Mm-hmm. I, I'm glad you said that because I often say like people going on dates is like a job interview, right? And and I feel like sometimes in these job interviews, people lie, right? They may boost up their credentials and resume and experience a little bit and say, uh, yeah, I have experience through X, Y, Z. People do the same thing when they're dating. I feel like sometimes they may spruce up themselves a little bit. And then as they get into deeper into the relationship, like things change, but they don't really change. Just things get revealed. And then people always end up like, this statement that always comes out is you're not the person I met. You're not the same person I met years ago, which because you're not, because that first person you met was a job interview and they were lying a little bit, I guess, you know? Yeah. You meet the representative. I think that's what the term is, right? Yeah. That is true. And you know what? It's interesting because, you know, everybody, they show up and they want to put on their best. You want to impress. Exactly. Absolutely. And it happens too on a first meet and greet, or even if it's a virtual meet and greet. And the thing is, you know what, you really need to be have some transparency. Yes, we're going to be on our best behavior. Yes, we're going to try, try to look our best. And then later on in the relationship, you know, there are things that you uncover. But that's why you get to know each other. That's why you take time. That's why you don't rush into something. And I marry people all over the world. And I marry some people. They've been on this journey. They meet somebody and boom, they're married in three months. Others could be 30 years they take with that same person. But the longer you get to spend with somebody and go through four seasons, at least, gives you an idea. Now, you, you said you read people. You're very good at that. And you married people all over the, the world. Have you ever read someone's energy during the wedding proceeds and thought, oh, this is not going to last? Oh, of course. Do you say something? Or do you keep your... not my no, no, no. Listen, what I'm there for is they're in love. Right? Okay. I'm contracted through different properties to show up as okay. a wedding officiant. And when that couple shares with me their love story, and I look at them and go, okay, you know, and I think good luck. But you know what? It's their journey. They're in love. That day, that moment, they are on a high. Who might have burst their bubble and say, "Honey, I don't think you're going to make it, darling." Wow. What, what you, are you What are you seeing in, in those moments when someone is in love, professing their love in front of family and friends? What are you seeing in their energy that you could read that makes you say, "I don't know about this one." Yeah, you know what you see. It's that's it, a really good question that you ask him because what you see is. They're just caught up in the moment. They're only, it's about the day. And I think, yeah, that high. And what happens, that dopamine kicks in when you meet somebody. It's a drug. And for the first few months, that's what you're on. So it's an addiction. So you're not seeing past when everything settles. You're really not, when the dust settles, it doesn't mean you might not be in love with the person or like the person, but that's when those rose-colored glasses come off. And you could just see it's almost like a fairy tale, a fantasy land. They'll come in and say, well, our family doesn't know. We're just doing this because we just don't want any, you know, they don't want to hear any feedback. Or, and that's okay. You know, that, that's their choice. And the thing is, statistically, you got to look at today, 50% of marriages end up in divorce. That's oh. a high percentage. And when they remarry, when they 
75% endocrine. Really? I didn't wow. know about the second number. Wow. You better have your blank together. I don't want to curse. So then the third marriage, the third marriage, you're at the 99 percentile at this point. I mean, wait, so, man. So 50 percent. Wait, hold on. So 50 percent of the people that get remarried, marry, divorce. That percentage of people who remarry, 75 percent of those people who remarry. Wow. Do you, do you think that's because they're like that whole stigma of getting a divorce is no longer an issue where they're like, you know what? I've dealt with this type of relation and I left that one. I ended that one. I have no issues with ending this one because I don't know if it's that bad nowadays, but there's always that stigma behind divorce, right? Behind getting yeah. a divorce and people are like, I don't want to go through it. It's an embarrassment. I failed, etc. But yeah, yeah. once it's happened, it's happened. And you're like, no, I, I have no problem doing it. I can remember when I was a young kid in Holy Rosary High School in Bronx, no, school, not high school, I was in grammar school in the Bronx, and I was eight years old, it was in the 60s, and my parents were getting divorced, and people were looking at me, the young people, that was really, that was a stigma. In the 60s, that was a stigma. Okay, nowadays, it's not a big deal, and it isn't a big deal, but you know what? It really doesn't matter. And when you enter into a commitment, whether it's legal or not, it's a commitment. It's a partnership. If you go into a business partnership, right? Yeah. You expect certain things from each other. The same thing when it comes to a relationship. You expect certain things. And if, and people wind up getting married because they feel like, well, now my partner is going to stay faithful to me. Or now my partner's going to, you know, and that's a fallacy. They should already have. The, that integrity within them when they come to the relationship. So what happens is you really just need to do work on yourself when you get back out there so you don't attract or make the same mistakes over and over. We see this all the time, all the time. So so you're saying you have to treat, you're saying you have to treat relationships as a business relationship? I, that, yes. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> when you think about it, think about what I'm saying. I'm going to say, but because when you go into a partnership with somebody, right, or even if you go to work for a large company, there's an agreement. You have your, you have what you have, you're responsible for it, and they do. And then you come together as a team. The same thing, the same difference. You're a team, you're no iron team, mm -hmm. but also you each have your own responsibilities. And you also, there is, you have a, what's the word that I'm looking for? You, you have a responsibility to that business, correct? To perform whatever it is. And you have, you're loyal to them at that point in time. Let's say you opened up a business with one of your friends, you're just not going to go take off. You know, you have a responsibility to each other. Well, the same thing happens in a relationship. That's interesting. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. So I find that you know, people will say that for the first time you, you marry for love, the second time it's for money. Like, is there any credence? Is that the evidence? Is that why, like, that second Wait, time? So time? Like, I'm, I trying to, I'm trying to make it make sense. That I think they married for the money the first time. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, you know what? That's interesting because I do marry people that, I have to tell you that I, I just did a vow renewal today. Uh, this gentleman, his wife was originally from the Dominican Republic. They met there 
and they've been married five years. She's absolutely gorgeous. And he's an older man, much older gentleman. So obviously she must find something attractive about him. Maybe it's earlobe, maybe it's earlobe, I don't know, but wherever it is. <laughs> wow. So, and I can tell you as a woman, when you are myself, I can tell you this, that when I got back in the dating world, it was very interesting. One of the gentlemen who went on a date with, he brings out his folder, he says, and he has these pictures of these people that he had on match. He says, okay, so let me find your profile. <laughs> this is what he said. He's an older gentleman. He was much older than his pictures, so he's very disappointed. And he says, now, he says, I can offer you jewelry. I can offer you a house. <laughs> I'm going myself. No sale. <laughs> this is not, I'm not going to sell myself. <laughs> so there are people that do that. And there are women that do that with men. What can I tell you? So what are your thoughts? No, okay. So, so yeah. So how long did it take for you to get back into the dating world? So I was married 33 years. Yeah, it was. I did not get back into the dating world. So Frank passed away in 2012, and I was 57. So at that time, I waited a couple of years. So I really didn't start dating until I was 59. I mean, think about that. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm not. Six, I'm 68, so it's 50. Yeah, maybe it's 55. I was 55. I go back. I'm, I'm dating myself. I'm 68 now. <laughs> anyway, the point is, my whole point is, is it took me time to move on. Mm -hmm. And then when I got back in the dating world, oh my God, because I just figured, okay, I'm, I'm dating. People will just knock on my door and show up. <laughs> it's like looking for a job. They're not going to go sending you something right in your inbox. You, you got to get out there. So I had to learn how to, and everybody kept saying, get online, get online, and you hear all these horror stories. Well, you know what, online is a great way of meeting people, and over 50% of the people that I marry, they meet online. Yeah. And surprisingly, a lot of them on Tinder. Just so, so Tinder's just not a hookup site. That happens to be pretty popular, besides Match, with plenty of fish, and okay, Cupid. So with that said, when I got back, it was just, I made some wrong choices when I went to meet people for coffee. So as a result, uh, before I go on a first date with somebody, I have three questions based upon some people I've met. Okay, interesting. Question is, three questions. The first one is, have you ever been arrested and convicted for murder? Oh, oh wow. That's okay. very specific. <laughs> yes. The next one is, have you ever been abducted by aliens more than once? Wow. And the third is, do you or have you currently owned a swingers estate? So I'm gonna leave that all wait, here. Wait, so an estate, not not like a house estate. or a crib, an estate. An estate. So so if someone has a swingers cabin, it's okay. But if it's an estate, <laughs> then, then that's so the I, I, I this. three different dates throughout that couple, and one guy did he was directed he was arrested and convicted for murder too. He said, that's why he wears glasses in his eye. I'm going, oh my God, Maria, how did I get myself going on a coffee date? Wow. The second guy, I went out with him twice, and that's when he told me he was abducted by aliens twice and someone's daughter, and I said, this is not going to work. Up. Really? And the third, and again, I mean, I, you know, you, you go on a lot of different dates. The third said, you know, he says, I do own a, swing, a swingers estate. He says, you know, I want to come out and try it. I said, that's really, I don't want a community peepee. -pee. That's okay. Community <laughs> <laughs> peepee, -pee. oh no. <laughs> Not that. 
So you're going to find that mix, and then you just have to weed your way through. And it just takes time. It really takes doing work on yourself. True, true. Hey, speaking of dating, I, one question. We had a show last year, Things Not to Do on a Date. <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts of someone spending too much time in the bathroom on a date? Is that like a red flag for you? Either they have colitis <laughs> <laughs> or they're busy looking at their phone talking to somebody else. Yeah, that's a big red flag, absolutely. Okay. That okay. is rude. Actually, there's a term called fubbing, which is your phone. You shouldn't even have your phone out. And your phone, it doesn't matter. They say if your phone's turned even upside down on the table, it's still rude. Put it oh. away. Put it away. Okay. Okay. I've learned a new. I'm... What is it, 45 minutes, an hour at the most? I think the first meet and greet shouldn't really be any longer than that. So the point is, yeah, put it away. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you talking about the online dating and it being such an excellent source to, you know, find a date. I got totally bashed in a previous episode uh, about that advice there, but it's by, by these two gentlemen. So thank you so much for validating my point, which excites me about getting into the next point that we're going to make, which is our topic for today. And shoot, someone else, tell me, what is the topic for today? Because I have no idea at this point. Go ahead, HLS. No, <laughs> 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 so, so insiders, just insiders into the minds of the My Bob Center podcast, we debated the right way to call this topic back and forth 16 ways till Sunday. The topic for today so everybody is clear is things that you need to bring to the table post a divorce so if you want to get back into the day clarify that come on hls be more specific then just changed it again i thought it was lod you came up with a nice nazi this is well lod's the initials the acronym for love after divorce okay that's all you had to say Love after divorce. Love after divorce. That is the topic for today. See, this is why. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Maria. I, I, I need to let the audience know what's happening here. Yeah. Oh, we'll yeah. try to make that make Love. sense. Love after divorce. All right. I'm ready. I'm racist. <laughs> Logical genius. Please explain to Maria what is going to happen next. Okay, Maria. We've established your credibility for our listeners. So you know about relationships. You've been in relationships. You're dating now. So you're the guru that we need to talk to because HLS Social Jew and I Social Jew and I have to debate this topic to finding love after divorce, right? And HLS Social Jew and I are each going to present you our list of our top five man, what a person needs to bring to the table after a divorce, aka L O D, for you to decide which one of us has the best list and i feel like the confusion of the topic the, the list might be all over the place <laughs> with everyone's <laughs> misunderstanding of what we're supposed to be talking about so we'll, we'll do our best to kind of keep things in order and not drive you crazy with the randomness but you being our judge gets to decide who goes first who goes okay. second who goes third and at the end of it we'll have a little cross-examination where you can ask us questions we can poke holes at each other's lists and then ultimately, we need you, Maria, to tell us which one of us has the best list, starting with third place. We skip second place because we don't care about second place, and we want the first place winner. 
Okay, so all three of you are going to share with me what you think you yes. need to bring to the table. I think what you shouldn't bring to the table, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's too easy. That's too easy. Yeah, that, that, that's going to be on, on so, the sequel okay. to the sequel. Yeah, there no, you go. I have no problem. Okay. So, I get to choose first? Well, yeah. before you do that, before you do that, Maria, there's a lot of things. And, and you said when you're dating, you have three criteria, right? Uh, swingers are no-no. Aliens are no-no. <laughs> and felons are no-no. But for this, whatever criteria you want, completely up to you. You might like the fact that none of us have been divorced. And that's why you choose so so logical or myself. You might like the fact that if there's probably going to be one of us that ends up divorced, it might be me. So you might feel bad. <laughs> okay. Okay. So wait, wait a second, guys. So wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick who's gonna go first. Yes. Okay. So I'm gonna start with the logical first because <laughs> why not? Why not? Why it's not? the logical choice. Right. All right, Maria. I go first. I usually end up first sometimes. Uh, <laughs> that's my disclaimer. Let's sometimes. Hear. Let's hear. Okay. So, Maria, relationships are complicated. You know this. We all know this. We've, been, we've had all fair, our fair share of relationships. But for, for this topic, what a person needs to bring to the table after divorce, here are my top five. At number five, I think you have to start with closure, right? You you have to bookend and fully close your, your last relationship. And now this, when I say closure, it doesn't mean, oh, hey, oh, I, my relationship ended in a divorce. Okay, next, you know, on to the next one. No, no, you have to have a clear understanding about what went wrong and why, and why it went wrong so you can move on, right? It's about moving on, being able to move on. So if you don't have that full closure, you don't have that sense of completion and, and release from that past relationship. So that's number five for me, it's closure. At number four, I have honesty and transparency. It's about communication, right? It's about every, everyone has baggage. Everyone brings baggage to a relationship. And you have to be clear and open to your new partner or your new relationship about all the things that have occurred in your past relationship and help that'll help this new person understand how you are, why you are, because all of that shapes who you are, right? All your past experiences shapes who you are as a person, good or bad. So I think open communication, transparency, honesty, I think that has to be clear. I think that's true for any and all relationships, not just in a relationship where you just came out of a divorce. At number three, and I, I strongly, strongly subscribe to this, is you have to have a good sense of humor. I think when you are able to laugh and find humor in life, even through tragedy, even through hard times, it, it does something for you, right? It it it, it improves your mentality. It, it 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 not everything is dark. Not everything has to be dark. So having that sense of yes, you've been through a divorce, and yes, it was a bad time. Maybe it ended badly, or maybe it was a good thing. But to find some sort of humor in that experience, or some laughter in that experience, I think that'll help you going forward. Um, and I think humor in general of a person, person who who is humorous, who is funny. I think that makes them more of an attractive person in my eyes. Um, at number two, I think it's easier said than done, but I think you have to be willing to find love again. 
right? You have to be willing to open your heart and allow yourself to be loved and love someone else. Because again, coming from divorce, it's not necessarily a good thing. Maybe the divorce happened for a reason and, and, and it had to happen, but it's not a good thing. I don't know how many people say, yes, I got a divorce. You know, unless that person was rich and you got half of their money, then okay. You know, but I think you have to be willing, especially in, in a divorce that was bad and it was a bad relationship, you have to be willing to love and be willing to trust someone and let them into your heart. That's number two for me. And number one, I think the only thing a person has to bring to a relationship is yourself, right? The perfect person is going to love you for who you are, right? And, and your qualities. It doesn't matter. You don't have to put up a front for them. We talked about job interviews and resumes and stuff like that, but you have to find that person that's going to love you for you, right? So you don't want to change yourself for someone else. So you have to start with self-love and, and accepting who you are as a person. And, and once you can do that, I think it makes it easier for someone else to accept you and, and for you to love again. And Maria, those are my top five. Love them. Love them. All right. So let's go to so-so. <laughs> In the building. All right. So... My delivery is a little bit different from the logical genius, but I'm gonna go ahead and get into my five cents on the matter here. And at number five, it is leave the ring at home. Nobody wanna hear about your last relationship or how bad your marriage was. I mean, if you talk about it enough, you know, the person may agree with the person that left you and said like, hey, you know what? This was probably a right decision on that behalf. So please do not bring the baggage with you. At number four, I'm going to say, follow your gut. You got to bring your gut to the table because you followed your heart the first time and it got you divorced. So we don't want to go that route. Let's follow our gut this time. So when the red flags pop up, let's listen to those red flags, please. Up next is you got to have hobbies. Hobbies, it's twofold. One, you get to know about yourself and what is good for you. And then you can find someone that shares in that passion. So you definitely want hobbies to be something that you bring to the table. Next up is you built this great wall because you got divorced. You now have to open the door, open the door for love. Let love have a chance inside of that ice box that you just got frozen over. And at number one, and I'll say this is the first time in the history of the show that I've ever done this, but I had to switch up my list. And at number one, you have to have money because I don't know if y'all were <laughs> listening people, but 55% of people get divorced, that's half. And then it increases to 75%, that's another half. That is not a good success rate, people. So <laughs> I'm sorry, love after divorce, if you're going for it, you gotta have a little bit of cash because you might be strapped when it's all said and done. And that, Maria, is my five cents on the topic. Yeah. Okay. So basically, you're, you're going into the second one with the with the, with the mindset of play. It's probably going to fail. <laughs> yeah, you, I learned something today. My eyes, when I tell you that shocked me today, that absolutely shocked me. Eyes wide open. Yeah, oh, wide open. Number oh, one, I, I had to ditch my number one and said, no, no, no. The new number one is money. Eyes wide open, wallet, <laughs> wallet tightly shut. Yeah, Not tightly shut. <laughs> Well, I guess that leaves best for last. <laughs> you, said it, you said it, Maria, the best for last. Now, 
thankfully, I've never been divorced. But I, I have been in and out of relationships. So I feel like I know a thing or two. <clears throat> so number five. So so Juve kind of kind of said it one way. I think mine is a little bit broader. You have to find happiness again. You have to find what makes you happy, right? He said it's a hobby, but sometimes it's bigger than that. Sometimes it's just being able to laugh by yourself with yourself. What makes you happy? Because happiness is contagious. That's what I believe. At number four, you need emotional intelligence. You know, logical genius said closure. I get that, but it's different. It's not just about talking about your ex or not talking about your exes. How are you representing yourself? How, how are you coming to the table? Are you able to listen and feel compassion for someone who, who is struggling, who who has a hard time maybe dating because of their kids or social groups because they have no more money to date? Or do you have the emotional intelligence, emotional bandwidth to, to be with someone post-divorce? Post and number three, you have to be vulnerable. We've all been hurt. We're all trying in this dating world again. You have to be open. You have to be vulnerable to love, to be able to receive love and give love. And number two, <laughs> if you don't have money, you have to have security. You have to make the other person feel secure. Secure that I'm not going to take your money. Maybe you have to have a prenup or something. Who knows? But you have to have security. You have to give someone that security. Say, hey, listen, you and I were in this together for the long haul. And make them believe it. And number one, it's obvious. I mean, you've said it 16 ways till Sunday. Patience. What's the rush? Take time to get to know someone. Do four seasons. Anything you need to do to establish that patience to say, hey, listen, there's no rush. Let's just spend time together. Let's go for a walk, see a movie. Let's just get coffee. And just let that evolve over time and over time you're going to realize whether this person is right for you and you're going to be part of the other 50 percent or you see the red flags and you say listen let me not be a statistics and that is my five cents the things you need to bring when you're back in the dating world lod love after the voice <laughs> i love that <laughs> <laughs> I'm still confused about the So we keep saying L-O-D, but love after, isn't it L-A-D? We are doing this. And we've been saying L-O-D. L-O-D. You know what's funny? All of you guys agreed to it, too. Folks, we talked about this in the last episode. We do not allow HLS to book guests. We do not allow him to come up with the topic. You guys agreed to it. You guys just all agreed That's our bad. That's our fault for agreeing to it. We should have known better, damn it. The whole time, the first time you said it, I was trying to calculate. I was like, the L-O? I don't know where the O is coming from. Maybe it's from the love, because love is L-O? And I was like, Dang, that's real. That's real kind of crazy. But hey, oh my goodness. I'm so glad you caught that. So Yeah, hey. So, Maria. We're getting into a segment that we like to call cross-examination. Do you have any questions for us on our list to give you more clarity in your judgment? Well, okay. So let's talk a little bit about <clears throat> honesty. So let's go back to the logical genius here. Number four, right? Mm -hmm. When you say honesty, what do you mean expands on that a little bit? Does that mean you share everything? 
right the first date what's your no, no it's not it's not the first date i mean i mean obviously honesty comes and trust comes over time right but honestly in the sense that you're not you're not trying to hide too many things from a relationship everyone comes to a relationship with baggage right everyone has their skeletons in their closet unlike you know some of your three questions about a murderer <laughs> i don't know if you want to reveal that ever but um, especially if you want to be in another relationship right i don't think you want to tell somebody that you were convicted for murder but you have to be open you have to be open about being being uh, a divorcee i guess is it divorcee right so you you have to let them know divorcee. that you were in divorce thank you you were in the past relationship and they've been divorced because i think that will shape the relationship going forward and help the person that you're in a relationship with kind of understand where some of the things or some of the maybe the, the distrust or 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 the 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 hesitancy comes into play because you had a bad experience in the past relationship. And I love the part about sense of humor, but let's go on to, so here, (laughs) I have questions, okay. (laughs) When you say hobbies, do you mean that that person has to have the identical hobbies that you have? No, no. not necessarily the case. Yeah, so I think that sometimes in relationships, in marriages, you may lose yourself as who you are as a person, right? Because you have sacrificed for your spouse or you have sacrificed for your children and you've gotten away from things that was internally you, like you you, you used to make jewelry or you used to write poetry and you don't do those things anymore. So I think coming out of a situation where you may be divorced and before you get into love again, Go back to those core passions that you like to do before. Go ahead and write some poetry. Go ahead and make some jewelry so that you can reinvigorate yourself. Okay, thank you. Thank you for answering that for me. And then HLS here as we talk about LAD, love after <laughs> Yes, L-A-D-P. It's, yes, LAD. So expand upon the happiness portion. When you say happy, like you yeah, said, so kind of like what so so Jube said but again bigger it, it's not for me so it's just about hobbies sometimes it's the simple things like going for a walk right smelling the fresh air and and dancing in the rain like the simple things that that we used to do as kids when when we had no no no, no worries no concept of of the troubles of the world what are some simple things that just made us happy as people right how many times have i mean let me speak for myself i've seen people and I think I was out with Social Drew once before. And we went out to a club a couple of years ago. And I'm like, yo, that guy is so old. I'm like, yo, I, I would never want to be in the club when I'm his age. I'm like, yo, what is he doing? And that Social Drew told me, he's like, yo, he's living his best life. And that's it right there. That was it. He's just out, happy, finding his joy, listening to music, dancing by himself, to the music in his head. And once you're happy, it just radiates. I, I believe it radiates. Okay, so now I have to make a decision. Is that what you're saying? Well, before, not, not yet. just yet. Time. Not just yet. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to give you a little more time to process, a little more information to digest yeah. as, as you consider who's number one. Yes. Logical genius, do you have anything for cross-examination? Oh, I, that's what... I do. Yeah, so, so we're, we're going to try to, you know, poke some holes in each other's lists and maybe sway your favor. I have a question for you, HLS. Were you number four? You said emotional intelligence. 
Correct. Are, are you saying the way you said it, I don't obviously remember the exact words, but mm-hmm. it sounded like you were taking the approach or the angle from the other person, like the person who is getting into a relationship with someone who was just in the divorce and not the person who just came out of the divorce. Is that what you're trying to say? The emotional intelligence part? No, emotional intelligence in the sense where, listen, we've both been hurt, right? We're both, well, maybe just one person is divorced. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But but I've been divorced. I'm, I'm hurt. This person is innocent. This person has nothing to do with my ex. There's no conspiracy. I need to be able to be smart enough and healed enough to say, I'm going to give this a fresh start, right? <clears throat> I need to have the emotional intelligence to be like, hey, listen, this person is not ghosting me as kids do. They're out on a date because they want to be with me. They're not, they're not flubbing me. They're not ghosting me. They're not all these other slang terms these kids are using this day. No, they want to be with me, and I need to be able to accept that and be open to love. Emotional intelligence. Okay. For me, for my cross-examination, ah, one, I just need to clarify, HLS, you keep saying... It's like what Soso Drew said. You said that twice now. <laughs> you said that twice now, oh. but you said only bigger. I want to correct you. You mean only vaguer. Your your situation <laughs> is more vague than what I am saying. So please don't correlate your nonsense into what I've been saying. Now, my true cross-examination <laughs> is for the logical genius. And I'm going to kind of piggyback on the honesty. I think that a problem that some people have is oversharing. Like, I don't want to hear about how you ran a train with the football team. Like, I don't want to hear it. Like, you don't need to tell me. Oh, like, I don't man. need that kind of honesty. Do not slut shame, Soso Drew. Do not slut shame. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did First I just say all, the wrong word? It, I shouldn't say slut I, I'm, I'm glad you raised that because when you said you're number five, I saw the, the, the contrast of what you were saying versus what I was saying. And I, you have to have honesty in a relationship, right? I, I'm not saying be transparent and give a, a thousand and ten percent of everything you you are right maybe you'll get to that but even in the best relationships you, you may never ever reach that full transparency right i, I don't you know and, and it's tough but i think you have to have some form of honesty about your past relationship how that went down if you were if you were into if you got into a relationship with someone who was in divorce and that person kept everything from you about their past relationship and and what went down or whatever you as that person won't be able to fully understand who who that who you're with right because they have these secrets that they are not willing to reveal about past relationship and it makes you wonder why like why certain things are happening but you don't know you can't pinpoint it because it's tied to that past relationship that they are not willing to talk about and not willing to to share and i think that ties into like my first thing or my number five which is closure right because if the person isn't willing to share all this information I don't think they've gone through that closure part and they've been able to move on from that past relationship. So they're hanging on to that past relationship, not willing to share it, not willing to discuss it, which means that they're not probably not ready for another one at this point in time. Okay. HLM? So, so, Juve, yeah, I wanted to talk to you about your number one. I don't know if that was a good switch. I mean, the funny I'll one, say though. this. It, it was definitely humorous. It's cute. But, I mean, <clears throat> Jennifer Lopez said it. My love don't cost a thing. 
She's not the only one. She's yeah, not the only but one. But hold on, but you're, you're not even quoting a statement. You're quoting a song lyric. A whole song. <laughs> a whole song. Ralph, Ralph Tresvent said it. Said money can't buy you love. Right? Not only that. Not only that. <clears throat> there's a whole movie about it. There's a whole movie about it. Can't Buy Me Love with Patrick Dempsey. And they made a remake with Nick Cannon. Oh. I mean, it's everywhere. So, so, Juve, it's everywhere. I, when he can't buy you happiness and love. I cannot. Please explain, be- number one. I cannot believe your logic behind this questioning right now. My <laughs> goodness. Listen, it's true. All it, right. It's, it's a known thing. So, once again, my switch came from a place of I've been deeply impacted in this recording. So, <laughs> men lie, women lie, numbers don't. So, when Maria hit me with that statistic it has, it, it has changed the game for me because so what i've known since eddie murphy raw is i take half will take half from you so if you get half taken from you the first time around and there's a 75 percent chance that the second time around is not going to work out and another half gets taken what does that leave you with Half of a half of a half. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but that—that's what prenups are for. And you're also saying broke people can't be here's can't the, fall in love. Well, here's the thing with that number one. So, so I think it's yes. It it kind of doesn't. We we always say it right on this show. We like to help people out, right? Yes. We want to help our <laughs> listeners. Right? So the idea behind this is that you you know someone who was in a divorce, they're looking to get back into love, and hey, here are the top five things that will help you. Succeed in that next relationship. Succeed, but if you're going with a bag of money, <laughs> with the with the understanding like, yeah, this relationship since it's number two, it's probably going to fail. Doesn't really kind of point people into the direction of, yeah, we're going to help you succeed. It's more like, here's your exit strategy. <laughs> no, no, put your money I, in an offshore account in the Cayman. I actually disagree with you. It will actually help you be more prudent in your decision making next time around. Right. If you know that statistic in your head, you may not go in it for glory. You may be a little bit more picky. You might listen to that gut. Plus the second part, HLS, you being such a frugal person and having this on your list, you talked about security. Yeah. Security with money is a big thing. It's a real thing. We can't gloss yeah. over it and say no, that not it's not a thing. How many marriages, and I guess I'll ask you, Maria, like how often is finances a problem in a marriage? We we can't pretend, like we can't sit in utopia and pretend like it's not a thing. And, uh, you know, anybody looking for love wants to walk into a relationship where they know the other person's at least halfway secure financially. They don't have to be whole because you're right. The second time a lot of people are divorcing more than twice. So I haven't looked at the statistics of what happens when you marry a third time. But I wanted, I wanted to pop on and do that, but I don't want to lose you guys. It's, it's trending downwards. You know what? Actually, yes. I see more and more people where it's third and fourth marriages. So, But I, did, I think you're right. I think you have to have some sort of security, something. So Maria, here we are. It is no. decision time. We want to know, who do you have in third place? Well, I have to tell you, I think all of you came up with some fun, well, funny, 
but also important information that I think all of your listeners should take away every, you know, all 15 items personally. I think they're all important. And okay. you are really saying a lot of the same thing, you're just saying it differently. So I'm going to say for number three, who's going to be you? <laughs> so, so, wait, who's you? So, so, choose. You. So, so, <laughs> Maria, you must be a JLo fan. That's like what's happening here. Okay, now it, it all makes sense because there's no way. So. And she's from the Bronx, and I'm from the Bronx. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. <laughs> from the Bronx. Here we go. Oh, man. All right. So uh, I keep all of that. She's trying to hit you with the little hammer. She did that so discreetly. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's you. And I was like, wait, who's you? <laughs> oh, so, Maria, we want to know who is in first place. We don't care about number two. Don't care about <laughs> number two. Gosh, it was tough. I got to tell you, all of them are tough. But I have to pick. Let me tell you why. Happiness is very important that you're happy with who you are, no matter who you're with, by yourself. And that's the biggest challenge people have today is they don't want to be by themselves. So they just grab on anyone. And that to me is something that people don't recognize. you got to be happy with who you are. That, that was my number one. That was, <laughs> that was, that was very vague. Yeah, it was very vague. Your delivery sucks. Wow. Oh, oh, I, I had her keeling over laughing. My delivery was on point. I should have won on delivery. I know. I loved it. I know. I love I'll tell you, I really, seriously, all of these are great. All of them are. You had made me pick. So, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> You, you, Marie, you, you stepped you, in the right direction. You, you stepped you, in the right direction. You definitely followed your heart and not your gut. Yeah. So, <laughs> Marie. <laughs> I do think gut is important. Yeah. Things so that are they were very important. And, you know, these are things that people just need to think about. That's all. And it, what yeah. you're doing is you're giving your listeners something to think about when they get out there because they don't want to be the statistic. Be that statistic. Don't be that 75% yeah. or that 99% people. Yeah. So, Maria, we want to know what is your five cents on the topic? Well, okay. I'm on the five things that you need to bring to the table before you get ready to find love. Well, the first thing is, is you need to make sure you have clarity in who you are. Okay. And what you want. So just set aside everything about your past relationship, you really need to write down the type of person you think you are and, be, and what you're looking for. So those are things that are very important. And then I think the next thing is, is you have to do some work on yourself. And that could be closure. That could be going for counseling. That yeah. could be going to church, being part of a group when you've been with somebody, especially if you have listeners out there that have been married. And all of a sudden, they're divorced or widowed, widower after what two, three decades. Think about it; it's freaking scary. Yeah. Imagine yeah. kissing somebody else, right? Right. Imagine somebody else. So, so those are that's. I think you need to definitely find good support. And they've been abducted by aliens. Imagine yeah. that. Oh, yeah, they've been abducted by alien swingers. That's right. <laughs> and then you know, number number three, I think, is important: is that when you get yourself, you need to. When you get yourself ready, you need to have an open mind. 
okay, because you're not going to find perfect people. Yeah. And, you know, depending upon what age range you're in, a lot of people think we're looking for that prince charming, that princess to come through and pass. And that's just not the way it is. And not, nobody's perfect. So that's why it's important to, you know, to be open-minded. And I think that's very important when it comes to, you know, getting out there and finding love again. And then, you know, we don't have to talk about the baggage because that's doing work on yourself. That was the number four, I think, of the other area. And then I also had is um, get out there and tell everybody that you're looking to find love. Don't just leave it for your, let's say, the dating apps. You know, maybe in the workplace you can say, hey, you know, I'm looking to meet somebody. I'm looking to meet. Oh, you put. Oh, you you say put it out there. Let people know, you know, go to go to different meetup groups. Don't just limit it to online dating. Online dating is one source. Yeah. Like you don't send your resume to one company, right? You put it out on Monster, right? You put it out all over. Yeah, and you tell true. people that you're looking for something. So network with them. And then I think the first thing is you just need to have fun because it's dating. It's all it is is dating as far as I'm concerned. So you got to get out there. You got to have fun and just enjoy yourself. Because you know what? You're going to get clogged. You're going to feel vulnerable. There are going to be people that are going to tell you, I think you're too old. I think you're too fat. I think you're too skinny. You know, so it, it happens. I've had it happen to me. It's okay. It's I'm interesting. You're, you're, <laughs> you're number two, like putting it out there, like I, I, going back to like the stigma of divorce. Like I think I feel like sometimes people have a stigma of saying, I'm single. Like, I'm, like not not that they're they're afraid to say I'm single, but they're saying I'm single, but I'm looking for something. I'll be like out of fear of sounding desperate, right? I feel like mm. that, that gets put out there, and you may not be desperate, but you are open to your point. But people don't put it out there because they don't want to sound desperate. And you know what? The worst question you can ask somebody is, "How come you're still single?" Oof. And, and let me tell you why that's the worst question. Because I think the more work you do on yourself, the more you really have honed in on what you want and really been laser focused so that that dating pool gets narrow and that's what happens so when you see a great guy a great girl out there and you're wondering how come they're still what's wrong with them there's nothing wrong with them they've just been doing a lot of work on themselves so, so maria i have a problem with your list then okay well because HLA has none of it on your <laughs> none of what you just said. Why are you it's, hating? It's a combination of my list. Why and are you hating? List. But HLA did not hit any of your top five. What's well, going on I, here? Make it. I, you, I, you don't want to save that for the goodbye, huh? Okay. <laughs> but I can tell you, for those of you that still haven't gotten over your ex, just what you need to do is make sure that you get a voodoo doll, just put all the pins in it, and then just throw it. <laughs> Then just throw it away and you're done and you'll get over it. That's the closure right there. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah, logical. Get closure on this episode because oh, I will. Oh my goodness. So, Maria, we went ahead and we asked the people what they thought about the topic. And I'm going to go over the people poll. At number five, we have a prenup up by a very special person there. We're going to say shout out to RJ on, on that one. At number four, it was a healed self. So mm. coming in, being healed in the relationship. I think trauma and the trauma that you carry or bring, I, I don't think that gets discussed enough in relationships. 
at number three, we had honesty and we had a, a nice long conversation about honesty and what that exactly means. At number two, we had kindness, just just being kind to the person and maybe going to the place of maybe empathy. They didn't say empathy, they just said kindness, so we're going to leave it under that. And at number one, it was closure. So kind of along the lines of uh, logical genius, and, and I guess myself with Leave the Ring, I just said it a little bit differently, making sure that you're you're ready to kind of move on and have that closure. So that was the people's poll there. Logical genius. Did you happen to ask AI what is going on in their world? So Maria, I don't know how familiar you are with AI that's blowing up around the world and ChatGPT. I went to talk to our friend ChatGPT right? and I asked this question because it's supposed to be some sort of God, <laughs> but it's not. Here at number five, this is what ChatGPT said. Healthy boundaries. So basically, it said, establish and respect healthy boundaries, learn from past experiences, and ensure you maintain your independence, interests, and self-care. It's important not to lose your sense of self in a new relationship and maintain a healthy balance between we and me. That's number five. Number four is trust and patience. Rebuilding trust in a new relationship can take time. Both you and your partner should be patient and understanding as you work on developing trust. It's essential to give each other the benefit of the doubt and not carry over past insecurities from your previous marriage. Number three is emotional resilience. Divorce can be emotionally taxing, so it's important to build emotional resilience. This means being prepared to handle potential conflicts disagreements, and setbacks without letting the negativity affect your emotional well-being. So far, so good from ChatGPT, I think. Number two is clear communication. Open and honest communication is vital in any relationship. Be upfront about your past and lessons you've learned. Discuss your expectations, boundaries, and goals for the new relationship to ensure you and your partner are on the same page. And that number one, according to ChatGPT, is self-reflection and healing. Take time to reflect on your previous marriage, the reasons it's ended, and the lessons you've learned from the experience. Healing and self-discovery are essential before entering a new relationship to ensure you're emotionally ready. And that is according to ChatGPT. It's a good list. And Pretty good list. Yeah, there it is. There it is. So, Maria. Out of my book, too. But not from ChatGPT because I wrote my book two years before. <laughs> maybe ChatGPT Chat got it from your book. It has yeah, access yeah. to everything, though. Well, well, Maria, this is actually the part of the show where you get to brag on what you're doing and any projects that you have. So, what's the name of that book that you have in your hand? You can maybe show us. Going from just one to a plus one. Mm. So, nice. yes, and I talk about And it's just a very, it's a short book, like a Reader's Digest version. So anything to help somebody just getting back out there in the dating world. And actually what I've been working on is I have a course on how to appreciate wedding ceremonies for people that want a side hustle to have fun, make money, six figures. So that's, I take them to rock star status. Wow. Because I love what I do. I mean, I do weddings in helicopters. I do them on the big link, the big Ferris wheel. I mean, there's so many ways, you know, so many places you can get married. And they're expecting marriages to be on the rise in 2025 because 2024 is going to be a big engagement season just fyi okay interesting. So be interesting. Yeah. 
So I, work, I have a course that I coach and I also particularly, and I also get out there and I speak about finding love and bringing more love into the workplace. And those are the things that I talk about. So basically, you know, you talk about kindness and empathy. You know, we need to do that everywhere, not just in our relationships, in our professional relationships, even people that we bump into on the streets. So I think that's something that with what's going on everywhere around the world, we, we need more kindness. And so I appreciate that. Absolutely. And if people wanted to follow you on social media, what, what are your social media handles? True Love Knots, and the knots is spelled K-N-O-T-S. You can find me on Instagram, you can find me on Facebook, you can find me on TikTok, and is it Threads? Nope. And, yeah, pardon, and X now? Is that what the new one X, is? Yeah, X. Yeah. X. I can't follow you. So, <laughs> but I'm always accessible. And if anybody wants to get in touch with me, they can just go to my site and just send me a message. I've always, you know, I love feedback. I love hearing from people, especially this topic. I mean, everything that you pulled up, whether from the three of what you came up with, what I shared in ChatGPT, and your listeners that gave you feedback, I think you need to just take all of it into account and let it kind of resonate and speak with you. Thank you. Thank you. So, Maria, we are going to go ahead and say goodnight to the people. I'm going to start us off. People, I don't understand. Maria, I thought we were there. You were laughing with me. You peeled over. You gave me nuggets that have changed my life. So I find your decision-making to be quite questionable. How am I in third? But you are a judge, and I appreciate you so much for being on this show. Good night, South Africa. Go ahead, Lada. <laughs> <laughs> go, go ahead, Lada. Uh, Just take a to the people. Uh, people, I lost, but losing isn't isn't failing to me it's just another stepping stone to wisdom and success Maria, thank you for being on the show you didn't make the logical choice but i respect your choice and i will bow down to hls for tonight all right and Maria, hls so and our, wait a sec wait a second you know you're right give me my flowers give me my flowers yeah, give me my flowers give me you are, you, i don't know if you earned it you might have venmoed her but you know <laughs> probably <laughs> HLS there you go. go. There's your flowers. HLS and our champion for tonight. Go ahead and say goodnight to the people. Good night, everyone. Maria, thank you so much. You and I speak the language of love, the universal language of love. Thank you. You stepped in the right direction. Good night, everyone. Good night. And Maria Romano, please say goodnight to the people. Good night, everybody. Remember to spread love. Peace. <laughs>